It's just that kind of day, that kind of week. It's a strange in-between time. We had Christmas on the 25th, and then the Sunday, first Sunday of Christmas, and here we are at the second Sunday of Christmas. But it seems that many of the people in the world around me have finished with Christmas. Lights have come down, decorations have changed. I've just got my nine ladies dancing in my mind for this ninth day of Christmas out of twelve. We had the nativity, and then on the 26th, the feast of Stephen, a deacon and a martyr. The 27th was the feast of John, one of the apostles and an evangelist. The 28th was the feast of the Holy Innocents. The 31st, New Year's Eve, a secular holiday, but important as we mark these things as humans. The feast of the Holy Name of our Lord Jesus Christ came on the first, and here we are on the second. And we're not even there yet to the Epiphany. And already the Gospel is talking about after they'd left. It's a strange, strange time. The background theme of COVID is playing and has been for far too long and probably will for far too much longer. It's been snowy this week, which is unusual for us, and that just changes everything since you can't even drive the normal way or walk the normal places. It's just a strange time. I'm mindful of those in Colorado whose lives were burned up on Thursday. I'm less mindful of the bowl games, but I imagine some of you are. We're getting through the rhythms of both church year and secular world, and it's just a strange time. It's a time when it's important to gather, a time when it's important to remember who and whose we are. It's a time of transition and celebration and grief. I mean, the lectionary in the prayer book can't even decide which gospel passage is supposed to be read. There are options there, and that doesn't even mention the revised common lectionary. But the stories of what's happening around the coming of God as a human being are what we're about. In the revised common lectionary, our Christian sisters and brothers are remembering John's opening in his gospel, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Even Amanda Gorman, the poet who came on the scene at uh, at last January at Joseph Biden's swearing-in as President of the United States, she has offered words acknowledging this strange time, and I'd like to share some of them with you. She calls us to a new day. May this be the day we come together. Morning we come to mend, withered we come to weather, torn we come to tend, battered we come to better. And she continues, though we weren't ready for this, we have been readied by it. 
And she calls us to leave the known, to take the first steps. So let us not return to what was normal, but reach out to what was next. What was cursed, we will cure. What was plagued, we will prove pure. Where we tend to argue, we will try to agree. Those fortunes we foreswore now, the future we foresee. Her words flow with amazing rhythm and grace, and hearing her read them herself is powerful. But what caught my attention was the next stanza. Come, look up with kindness yet, for even solace can be sourced from sorrow. We remember not just for the sake of yesterday, but to take on tomorrow. And her poem continues with the invitation, be bold, be bold. And the reminder, whenever we come together, we will overcome. We will forever overcome. Amanda Gorman, young, amazing American poet, a black woman calling us to hope. Even solace can be sourced from sorrow. The invitation to hope is not unique to Amanda. We need it. We need it, and it's provided. It has been provided throughout the centuries, and we come to remember in order to be better prepared for our future. We come as people who have for years, for decades, for millennia, for generations, claimed the words of the prophets. The reminder from Jeremiah that God is coming and God will be present. The times are hard. Again, I will build you and you shall be built, God says through Jeremiah. But you have to be devastated in order to need rebuilding. People will come with weeping and receive consolation. People will be returned to where the brooks of water are, the straight paths. People will hear the word of God and people will experience what God has said to be true. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. God's words of satisfaction coming to us through the prophets. It comes in the psalm, that invitation, Happy are those whose strength is in the Lord. How happy I am to be in your dwelling place, O God. Invitations to remember that our hope is long-term. That the blessings of God abide. We have Jeremiah, the psalmist, reminding us what God is up to. It even comes through in the letter to the Ephesians. The address affirms people. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, who's chosen us. 
We're going to live according to the riches of God's grace. Paul does not cease to give thanks for the Ephesians. And the invitation is to live our lives in such a way that the world here now in Seattle and beyond does not cease to give thanks for the life of the body of Christ, the life of this congregation. I've heard of your faith in the Lord and your love toward all the saints, and I do not cease to give thanks. So there's our invitation to remember what God has done and is doing and will do, our invitation to the future. It comes again through the gospel passage as Matthew is laying out what Joseph's experience was following the birth of the baby Jesus. His experience yet again of God speaking to him through dreams, angels bearing good news and warning. Did you notice that we've dumped over the epiphany, the wise magi, the astrologers from afar, the ones who remind us that the entire world is included in God's plan and God's invitation. They've left. We just popped right over that little celebration, a major feast of the church. And after they'd left, the angel came and spoke to Joseph. Get up, take the boy and his mother, and go. It's not safe. Herod's about to search for the child and to destroy him. And Joseph gets up and he goes and he stays where it's safe. But our lectionary passage has us glossing over a few verses here. When Herod saw that he'd been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated. And he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time when he'd learned from the wise men. And then there was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. And we come and we're celebrating this amazing God that has been with us, providing hope, providing salvation, providing reformation, inviting us to be in God's presence and to further the love of God, the power of God in the world. It's Christmas. This God comes to us vulnerable, needy, a human baby, needs to be rescued from danger, comes into a world where one with power can end the lives of all the children in and around Bethlehem under two years old. That's what we celebrated in the Feast of the Holy Innocents, that devastating loss to that community, the whole slaughter of babies. 
God comes into a world as a baby, into a world in which children can die so readily because of one man's fear. What kind of God chooses that? And Joseph, Joseph takes his safe son to live in Nazareth. Matthew would have us understand that this is all a part of the prophetic plan. But what about the loss? It's an interesting season as we grieve so many been lost to COVID, as we again do this weird church thing when our connections are virtual and our relationships different. In a season when the weather is devastating on different fronts, it's enough for me to just feel overwhelmed. And so I come and I read again the promises of God that we, as the people of God, believe. And I cling to them, but I have to say, a part of me shares the wailing and loud lament because the world is not as it should be. How do we hold that, church? How do we hold that? Rob and I walked around this neighborhood and were aware just yesterday evening there are places where the sidewalk is not at all clear. It's very icy. It's getting more slushy now. Very icy and hard to walk and dangerous. And I wondered how many people have fallen because of this silly snowstorm. And there are, as always in this neighborhood, people in need. This church offered a place for one person to sleep last night. There was a person there, tucked back, at least out of the wind and the snow. But I wondered what good it is to have an incarnate God when I didn't know how to help. When there was a very incarnate person in need. And all I could do was notice and pray and hope. So for this sermon... Maybe that's the job of the church, to notice, to pray, to hope, to hold the space for the world to be what it is. Because a God who comes incarnate as a baby and grows up and experiences all that we understand Jesus to have experienced, the God that comes into this humanity understands the need for a place to sleep, the yearning for safety. And sometimes all we can do as church 
is to hold the space and to repeat the promises that we believe to be true, both coming into being now because of the actions of people, individuals here and now today, but also that promise of salvation, the work of prophetic voices and distant hope. We navigate that territory trusting in a vulnerable God, a vulnerable God who comes. And it can be overwhelming. But I want to share with you the words of yet another amazing black woman poet. Alice Walker has a poem, Ancestors Never Sleep. Ancestors never sleep and always seem to know what they're doing. How is this possible? I ask myself. Sometimes I am weary enough to expire. What a relief, I will think. No more obsessing about this madness, whatever it might be, this year or even this century. But the ancestors merely yawn and send me off for a nap. Not only is life not over, they sniff. It's barely begun for you. There are eternities waiting just beyond the next bad movie you fear you'll be starring in. Go to sleep. Rest your brain. Rest your heart. Rest your eyes and all your thoughts. We have been with you from the beginning, which didn't exist. And we will be with you until that moment of non-existence swings round again. You are attempting to carry all the suffering all around you, but your back is bending. Let us bear it for you, knowing as we do that it is only a difficult turn on a never-ending journey of dissolving and becoming and dissolving once more, dissolving again and becoming once more, forever and ever, on and on. Save despair, our beloved sweet cakes, for a couple of eons later. Alice Walker. Save despair, our beloved sweet cakes, for a couple of eons later. Almost as if the ancestors to whom Walker gives voice were in conversation with Jeremiah and the psalmist and the angels that spoke with Joseph. Hearing, hearing, receiving, noticing, making space for the pain of the world and at the same time knowing that there is more. Knowing that there is a God who comes to show us that that God understands humanity, yes! Claims humanity, lives humanity, yes! And never lets us go. To the Ephesians was written, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so as you come to know him, 
so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he's called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe? Merry Christmas. There's still people in need outside of this building. And this church gave space last night. But our calling, our calling is to hold the space for a world to be vulnerable. And to understand a God who comes as a human baby needy and helpless, is indeed the same God who has immeasurable greatness of power. To cling to that is our invitation. To hold to the promise. To remember that sorrow can be a source of solace. And to welcome God into our world with hearts open to notice, to pray, and to hope. Thanks be to God.